What is up, you guys? I hope you're having an amazing, incredible day. Welcome back to the Happy Bod Squad pod. It's your girl, Coach Coco, and I have the wonderful, the amazing Coach Alana here with me tonight. And we are going to talk about a super, super duper important topic that I feel like comes up so often in the scope of this program and just in the scope of your health and fitness journey. And it's so interesting because I think it's very underrated. You know, I think it's really easy to talk about macros, calories, exercise, even just sleep. But today, what we're going to actually be talking about is how to set healthy boundaries. So Coach Alana, what was it that inspired you to even talk about this. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. Um, Honestly, it's been on my mind a lot to talk about boundaries because it's a common theme that has been coming up in office hours as we approach the holiday season. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of our clients and their families, food might be their love language. So working on setting boundaries around that area in their life as the holidays approach got me thinking like it's not just about the holidays. It's about every other month in the year and uh, creating boundaries in all aspects of our life. So I think to be aware of what healthy boundaries are can help us lead ourselves and feeling more control into different situations. Right. Absolutely. It's like, it's always a good time to set a boundary. And I think that this topic in particular can be really difficult for our clients to really think about because most of you listening right now, like you're big givers, right? People pleasers. You love saying yes. You love making other people happy and you love kind of like doing the quote unquote right thing. I'm doing air quotes right now. Cause like it's the perceived right thing, not necessarily the actual right thing. And setting boundaries really puts you in that position, right? Where you can prioritize yourself so that you can better prioritize others. Coach Lana and I were just talking about this before recording. Um, we're going to do a little November <laughs> challenge for saying no more in a wholehearted way, right? <laughs> Sure. Absolutely. And is there any, are there any other reasons? Like, why is it just really important and really healthy to be setting boundaries, especially this time of the year? Well, we talk about self-care so often, right? And setting healthy boundaries are actually a crucial component when it comes to self-care. And that's because like, whether it's, in our workplace or in our personal relationships, if there are poor boundaries, these can often lead to different types of emotions that we hold on to. This can lead to resentment, anger, or even burnout. So more generally, like when it comes to the consequences of not setting healthy boundaries, Mm -hmm. this falls back onto us, right? So if we're not setting those boundaries, we are going to be the ones left with stress or feel like our time has been wasted or our time has been overused or it can lead to issues in our relationships and all of these factors can lead to distress and 
that lack of healthy boundaries can negatively affect many aspects of someone's life if they don't prioritize setting the healthy boundary to begin with. Yeah. Um, so in turn, like setting healthy boundaries can have so many amazing benefits. And this can include helping people make decisions, not just what's best for them, but also their life as a whole, like not just for them in the moment, but setting that boundary really has others know where that line is drawn in the sand. Yeah, right. And I think that's something that's really important to learn. Um, And I think we all kind of have to go through that in our own process, but setting boundaries is one of the most, it's like one of the kindest things that you can do for those around you, right? I think especially in our relationships and in our close friendships, like setting a boundary, I used to perceive that as like mean or bossy or closed off, right? Like that was just the negative connotation that I really had around the word because I felt like it was used in like a parenting style of like, you've done something wrong, right? Like here's the boundary, like you're bad. Um, but instead like setting healthy boundaries, it's almost like giving the most important people in your life, a blueprint for how to make you feel safe and how to make you feel respected. Right. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Okay. Amazing. And so where do we, like, where do we even begin? Like, what do we do or what are the important aspects of setting a boundary for someone who wants to start establishing those, but is like maybe nervous or a little bit scared? Yeah. So that's a great question because at the end of the day, ultimately you get to decide your boundaries and that's the coolest part right? You get to draw that line in the sand and you get to decide how concrete it is, or if you're actually willing to shift it a little bit for certain people in your life, Mm -hmm. right? So you might decide on a specific boundary for your coworkers, but that same boundary may not apply to your best friends, or you may have a certain boundary for your friends, but that also doesn't apply to your partner. So you get to hold the control based on what serves you in either a positive or on a positive or negative level based on the boundary itself. And when setting boundaries, it's all in the wording and it's how you communicate them. And we say many times the word no is a complete sentence. So shout out Jen, November, (laughs) like no is going to be the word of the month. (laughs) But for some, it's really important to communicate what you need and you don't have to over explain yourself right? You don't have to give everyone and anyone just a full story as to why you're setting this boundary. You can just be firm in your choice and you don't owe anyone any detailed information about why the boundary is in place, but it is important to express why it's important to you, Mm. right? You have the right to determine what you allow and what you don't into your life and to keep your focus on yourself and prioritize your well-being should be the most important part. So making the priority about you and your needs is the first step. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Right. Like allowing yourself to establish certain boundaries based off of the context of the relationship and really taking a look at your needs and remembering that, yeah, no is a complete sentence. And while you don't need to justify your boundary, sometimes it can be helpful to reinforce the importance of it and just exactly what it means to you. I love that. 
And I think it really goes in, it ties in really nicely with something that we talk about a lot in the context of this program, when people sort of push back, when our clients say that they're on a weight loss journey or a health journey or a program like this. And, you know, honestly, most of the time we just tell clients like, I don't usually recommend saying, Hey, I'm trying to lose weight. Like I can't eat that because I want to lose weight. Right. Because when we say that we so often get pushback from our friends and our family and it's like, it's well-intended, right? Cause usually the response is no, 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 you're fine. You don't have to lose weight or you don't have to change or you don't have to do that. What are you talking about? And I think people respond in this way in a couple, for a couple of reasons, number one, because they love you and they do, th- they do, you know, see you as perfect and beautiful and amazing just the way that you are, because you are by mm-hmm. the way, um, And for others, it can be triggering too, right. To be like, oh, well, if my friend is like on a diet, cause she needs to lose weight and we're similar sizes, then does she think that I need to lose weight? And so people can kind of go through this like self criticism space. And so you don't need to say, oh, I can't eat that. Or I can't drink that because I'm trying to lose weight. You can just say, I'm not interested. You know, I just feel better when I don't mm-hmm. eat it, right? Like you don't need to justify it, but sometimes it's nice to express the value. So that's the first point that you mentioned when setting a boundary. Are there more? Yeah. So after this is actually a group of four. So first you want, and all four are actually based on communication. So first you want to define the boundary, identify the desired boundary. So be very firm and clear about what the boundary is. Second, you want to communicate. So you want to say what you need. Define the boundary and say what you need from the boundary, right? Third is stay stay simple. Like I said, you don't have to over-explain yourself. You don't have to write a novel. You don't have to give anyone too much detailed information. But fourth, you want to set consequences. And this can, this can be different for everybody, but you want to say why it's important. So back to the beginning, identify your desired boundary, say what you need, don't over explain or justify, but also say why it is important. Hmm. Okay, cool. And with doing that, can you dive in a little bit deeper on like the reasoning behind the consequence? Because I think it can be easy to confuse a consequence with a punishment. Right. And like, this was something that I really struggled with. I felt like every time I set boundaries, um, if someone were to cross them, I felt like my reaction would be more of a punishment instead of a consequence. And like really taking that reframe and that new approach was really eye-opening for me Mm -hmm. in the way that I interacted with friends, family, and significant others. Because sometimes it's our partner who has the most fun poking at the boundaries, depending on the partner. Um, So what's the difference between a consequence and a punishment? Well, when it comes to the consequence, it's all in your choice, right? This is all in your control. Staying firm in your decisions and staying firm in one that you can follow through on is really important. So for example, when it comes to consequences, Uh, A parent may comment on your weight or your way of eating, and this might make you feel uncomfortable, right? Setting a boundary and consequence for this may be, I don't appreciate your comments. They are hurtful and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. That would be the boundary. 
And then taking uh, the consequence into terms would be, if these do not stop, then I will not be attending family gatherings for the foreseeable future. So as hard as it may be to tie the two in together, you have to prioritize yourself and your well-being. Like if it, if you're not being respected in an environment that should be a safe space for you, I think it's very important to set that boundary, but also let them know this, this type of environment is not serving me. And if it continues to do so, then I'm going to have to remove myself from the equation to prioritize myself. That's where the consequences come in. Punishment would be like, I am never, ever seeing my family again. (laughs) I mean, it's so different, right? It's how you word things. Communication and open communication, that is, Mm. is super, super important. So tying the two together, laying it down, drawing that line in the sand, but also staying firm in your decision, right? Yeah. Coming to family gatherings for the foreseeable future is something that you can hold yourself to if these types of comments continue, then that shows that respect that you have for yourself. If you allow these comments to continue and you've already mentioned the consequence, but kind of throw it to the wayside and still keep coming and allow those comments to keep coming your way, then you have to kind of rethink your wording there and your communication style. Right, exactly. And it's like, what's so beautiful about the consequence that you listed and the way that it's not a punishment is it's like, usually consequences are not necessarily things that you as the boundary setter also want to have to do. Right. It's like the consequence is a lose, lose situation. It's not like, Oh, if you do this, I'm going to like do this. You know, it's not like an eye for an eye situation where you said something that's hurt me. Now I'm going to say something to hurt you back. It's like, no, I'm going to have to stop coming to these family gatherings or these family dinners. And I love my family. I love seeing you. And I don't want to have to enforce that boundary and consequence. And, you know, at the same time, like you said, you need to respect yourself and you need to uphold that. And what's really, really, really important when setting the boundaries and consequences that I want you ladies to take away listening is that like coach Alana said, please only set a consequence that you are 100% sure you can uphold. Yeah. Because if you set a dramatic consequence of, I will never come to another family dinner forever for the rest of my life, (laughs) it's probably not realistic for you to uphold. And not only are you now telling whoever you're setting the boundary with, that you're not going to uphold the consequences, right? It's like, there won't be a true consequence. You're also subconsciously like telling yourself that your word can't be trusted, right? So you're literally setting yourself up for failure, almost like that all or nothing mentality that we sometimes set ourselves up with as well. So also make sure that you're setting a consequence that you can genuinely follow through on because you deserve to follow through on it at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. And so we've got the one example of the boundary of if a family member is making comments about food or body image, are there any other examples that we can almost like role play for our clients of like the most common boundaries and how to express them? 
Yeah, so I have about six here that we can briefly skim over. Not too long, so don't get overwhelmed, ladies, but feel free to take a pen and paper out and write these down so that you have them on hand. If you ever uh, come, you know, come faced with certain situations that you feel like you can use these. So first is going to be mental. So we're going to focus on our mental wellness, freedom to have your own thoughts, values, and opinions, mm. right? So an example of setting this type of boundary as blunt as it sounds would be, I respect your perspective, although I do not agree, right? Very simple to the point, respecting the other's perspective based on the situation, but allowing them to know that you don't necessarily agree and you can say why, right? We, uh, we should all value each other for our thoughts and opinions. And I feel like we have learned that a lot these last few years, especially with the pandemic. So many different views, um, whether it's political or not, um, but respecting that everyone has a right to their own thoughts and opinions and values and, and you have yours as well. Yeah, absolutely. Short, sweet, and to the point. What's yeah. the next one? Emotional. So how emotionally available you are to other people, right? Mm -hmm. An example of this would be as much as I want to support you right now, I do not have the emotional capacity. Mm -hmm. right? We're all going through something. We all have different schedules. We all have different workloads. Uh, I think it was you, Jen, actually, who mentioned, and this was a few meetings back, maybe it was a, a team meeting, you had a friend reach out to you and said, hey, do you have five minutes? Like, I just need to talk to you for about five minutes. And uh, your response was like, I can't right now, but I can at X time, right? right? Setting that, that boundary and taking into consideration your bandwidth, mm -hmm. right? And how much you have on your plate at the current time and what you have emotional capacity for. Right. Exactly. It doesn't have to always just be all or nothing. Yes or no. It can be like, yes. And at this time or no, but at this time sort of thing. So yeah, it was a friend you wanted to hop on for five minutes, which me and this friend have never in our entire friendship had a five minute conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I responded and said, if it's truly five minutes, I can talk at three. If it's going to be more than five minutes, it's going to have to be tomorrow kind of thing. Um, and it was so funny because I remember like feeling so brash kind of like sending that like oh that's a weird text to send to a friend but I was yeah. like no like this is totally appropriate like given the context of the communication she's also super into personal development and communication and boundaries like um we've attended a lot of the trainings together and then she was immediately like yep cool I would love to have a longer conversation with you but I can also <laughs> keep our combo to five minutes today and we can have a longer talk tomorrow and I was like cool awesome sweet um okay so the emotional boundary what's the next one the next one does take me into time so allowing um that communication so how much time you spend with someone doing something so I can only stay for 30 minutes and I have a client if you're listening, you know who you are. We're practicing boundaries between time uh, with friends and family. So she actually practiced with me. Hey, I know we have a meeting scheduled today at this time, um, but I do have a work call at X time. So I have to cut off at, after the 20 minutes. Because with clients, you know, when we have our one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes they go over the scheduled time. So my client practiced this with me. We stuck right to the allotted time. And it was great practice to set that boundary uh, with how much time she was able to spend with me. I 
love that. And it's so funny because my first experience on the time boundary said it was in therapy. Um, and I noticed that my therapist always five minutes before, you know, cause I feel like, you know, for any of you who've gone to therapy, I feel like the first 10, 15 minutes, it's the warm up. It's like, how was your week going yeah. on? You know, what color nails are you painting nails <laughs> this week? I don't know. Um, and then it, you feel like you usually going to do good stuff like the last 10, 15 minutes. And every single session, my therapist would end it with, we have about five minutes left. And I think years ago, I would have been like, you're going to cut me off in five minutes. But it was really cool because it was like, okay, get to the point. Like, let's wrap things up so that we can be respectful of your time. And it doesn't have to like end abruptly. So setting that boundary as well with your friends, with your coworkers, with whoever the heck it is. If your boss messages you at 10 PM at night, you can be like, Hey, this is great. I'll get to it tomorrow sort of thing. Or you can just not responding at all is also establishing (laughs) the boundary. And then if your boss messages you next day at 8 AM, like, Hey, did you see my email? You can be like, no, I didn't. I actually turned my phone off at eight o'clock and you're like setting the boundary without even verbalizing the boundary. Mm -hmm. Uh, So awesome. I love it. What's the next one? A conversational. So topics that you do or not engage in, right? Mm -hmm. Not feeling comfortable discussing certain topics. And a great way to express this is I would rather not be a part of this conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Simple and to the point, right? Sometimes we come in contact with others that are willing to talk about anything and everything. And some of those topics just do not line up with our interests. So um, being able to express that is really important too. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's like, boundaries are there to keep you safe and they're there to keep the other person safe too. So if there is something that you're uncomfortable talking about, mm-hmm. it's okay to articulate that. And hopefully nine times out of 10, the other person will say, oh my gosh, yes, of course, no problem and move right along. And if you get any pushback, you know, of course, do your best, right? Um, yeah. To have an open and honest conversation with them and feel free to the consequence. Hey, it's totally cool. If you want to have a conversation like this, I'm just going to step out of the room. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just at that boundary previously, especially in the family context. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel totally comfortable doing that now. It's like a very freeing process. So I really encourage that. Um, let's see. What is that? Four? There's two more? Uh, no, that was five. So we've got one more and that's going to be physical, which I think is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this can be privacy. This can mean personal space. This can mean how close someone gets to your body. Hmm. Right. I think it's really important to express this. And this can be as simple as I prefer not to hug people that I don't know. How often do you go to a gathering or meet someone's friend and you've never met before and the person's a hugger? Right. Oh, my gosh. Hi. It's so great to meet you. They hug. And maybe you're not like that. Maybe you prefer your personal space, especially with the last two plus years. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we've distanced ourselves a little bit more from physical touch. So um, being confident to express that and you can make it a little bit nicer than I just don't prefer to hug someone that I don't know, but also you can kind of lead in the why, like, you know what? It's just, it's just not my thing. Yeah. Um, Really important to express. That's funny. And I think like a really easy way to do that, right. Is like, just take your hand out for the handshake long before the person ever gets to a point of reaching in for a hug. I, it's funny. Cause you, I'm sure you saw me kind of like looking up into the side. Cause that's like when you kind of like focus on visual memories, guys, I never used to be a hugger. 
Like <laughs> I grew up on the East coast. We just like, didn't hug. It was like half the time we didn't even like shake hands when we met someone new. Um, and I feel like people here in San Diego are huggers and like some of them like linger, (laughs) which is like kind of interesting. And it's not in like a creepy way. It's like in a connection based. I don't know. I think it's just like a San Diego thing. People hug. And so at first it was a huge adjustment for me. But now I'm just like, I just assume everyone wants a hug when we meet. And I think like the last three times I've met people, I've gone out with my arms like this spread out to give them a hug and they've gone in with like the handshake out in front. And I was like, oh. like I'm on the other side. <laughs> I didn't even want to hug you, but I thought I had to hug you, but now it looks like I want to hug you. It's like very funny. So, um, <laughs> absolutely amazing. And it's so cool, right? Um, the different types of boundaries that we can set within ourselves and like the different contexts in which we would really want to do that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And so when it comes to boundaries, are there any other kind of like final words of advice or notes for the clients as we exit and focus on November (laughs) these next three days? Yeah, I I would honestly just say at the end of the day, the key to setting boundaries is first figuring out what you want Mm. from these various relationships and setting boundaries based on those desires and then being clear with yourself and with the other people about your boundaries is the best way to start. Yeah, I love that. I mean, clarity creates, you know, an easy path for action because if Mm -hmm. you're not sure where the boundary is, how could you expect someone else to be sure about it? And so I think just giving yourself that time to, to reflect, journal, visualize, talk it through with your coach, you know, everyone processes things differently. And I know for me, it takes me a few days to process like, um, an event that maybe hurt my feelings. I'm sensey. You guys, you probably don't know this about me, but like, I can be sensey at times. (laughs) I can usually feel that something hurt my feelings or crossed a boundary, but I don't always know like why right away. Something can just happen. I can be like, Ooh, that didn't feel good, but I don't know what the actual emotion is. I just associate. I just know not good. Right. And so for me, sometimes it takes a couple of days of processing. And then sometimes it takes talking to a friend or journaling about like, Oh, okay. Here was like the specific area that my boundary was crossed. Here's how I would like that boundary to be respected in the future. And like, because I've never expressed this boundary in the past, I'm going to kind of give this person a freebie, assuming that like what they did was appropriate in other relationships or other contexts. Right. Um, And then only after the boundary has been expressed and then crossed, will I implement a consequence. So this was a super valuable conversation. Coach Alana, thank you so much for bringing it to the squad for sharing. I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this as well. And make sure you guys send coach Alana a message, you know, telling her how amazing it is. I guess now that we're on like iTunes and Spotify, you can leave us a review. LOL. (laughs) We We love to hear it. Love to hear your feedback. Five stars all around. I was going to say, only five stars. If it's not five stars, I don't want it. So, 
No, everyone's gonna troll us with one star reviews. We're gonna be like the worst ranked podcast. And no, our ladies love us. <laughs> it's true, and it's only squad members listening to this bad boy. Anyway, so I just think it's hilarious. But I mean, I appreciate you so stinking much, Coach Alana. <laughs> Thanks for joining today, and squad. I hope that you have those amazing, incredible rest of your week. And always, always, always remember that the best is yet to come. <laughs>